Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Matthew Vision um, Haas Agnes. That is a weird name, man. Yeah. Not sure why you picked that, but... I don't know. Yeah. Well... If you didn't know by reading our thing, this is a special bonus episode here that we're doing where we're going to cover the first two episodes of the Disney Plus series WandaVision, which is the first uh, Disney Plus Marvel TV series, miniseries, whatever the fuck you want to call it. (laughs) I said an F word right away, man. (laughs) Yep. So... Uh um, We're going to get demonetized now. No. No. (laughs) Fuck that. Um, (laughs) So anyways, we've got um, we've got two episodes that they premiered on the on January 15th that we can uh, talk about here. Um, First off, I just wanted to ask you, Matt, what was your reaction to the episodes? Like um, just your like feelings like I mean, not not like, you know, no details or anything, but like, what do you think of them? (laughs) Well, I liked them. <clears throat> it's just that I was really confused about <clears throat> what I was watching because I didn't really know what the show was actually going to be about. I didn't really do any research. I didn't really watch the trailer or anything. So I saw that it was pretty much like them kind of like doing an homage to like 1950s, 1960s sitcoms. I was kind of like <clears throat> wondering like, okay like wow well, what if, i mean it's cool what i'm watching i'm just trying to figure out how does this kind of relate to all the other you know 
Marvel stuff because I haven't seen anything like that in the Marvel movies where an entire, you know, 20 minutes or whatever is dedicated to like black and white formats and, you know, yeah. Um, you know, act like the honeymooners or, you know, Dick Van Dyke or whatever, you know, <clears throat> but I, I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed whatever I was watching, which I was just kind of confused about what was, I mean, I had a little bit of idea what's going on. Maybe like, like maybe some kind of simulation was going on. Cause there was like a few moments here and there where things would kind of break character and it would get really sinister for like a short second. Like, uh Oh, like, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I so, mean, yeah. I too. I mean, I knew what what I was going getting into. I just I love the uh, the homage to the like old sitcoms and everything. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, all the episodes of this series are directed by uh, Matt Sh- Shackman, who is actually a sitcom actor himself as a child. So mm-hmm. I wonder if I mean I'm I'm sure it was written by somebody else. So I'm sure, but I'm sure he had a lot of influence on that too. He was on. He he played uh, J.R. Lubbock on just the ten of us. Oh, okay. So um, you know the the Growing Pain spinoff. Um, <laughs> yeah, with starring uh, Bill Kirkenbauer, um, who is one of my Facebook friends. In case he happens to listen to this. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> the uh, the um, but if he is listening, hi, Bill. Anyways, uh, the um, is um. Want to jump in here? Um, let me. Uh, I took some notes here while I watched them, and uh, so first time I've ever really done that on anything that we've ever covered. <laughs> right. Yeah, we usually just kind of shoot from the hip. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, my hip broke, so no, it didn't. No. <laughs> um. Somebody shot my hip, and um. <laughs> so we can't shoot from it anymore. Um the uh so um the first episode we uh I'm not going to go down like a whole like breakdown of every episode. I'm going to assume people watched these that, you know, are listening to this, so they probably don't mm-hmm. want to hear a, you know, <laughs> complete breakdown of everything. But the yeah. basic uh basic premise of this is that uh, Wanda and Vision are a newlywed couple moving to this town called Westview during what appears to be the 1950s and in the episode they're they're attempting to blend in um, as uh, you know humans <laughs> even though they're with superpowers and one's a android um, <laughs> the uh, um they they notice this um i'm i'm going you know through it through through different things but they notice like this heart on their uh um well well first off i'm going to talk about okay so basically when it starts out the first thing before even any of that starts is uh we we've get the the classic marvel animated you know logo thing whatever at the beginning mm-hmm. that has like clips from all the movies and stuff in it um in it it goes from being widescreen to four four by three aspect ratio and turns into black and white, you know, like the old school televisions. Mm -hmm. And it also goes from stereo to mono, which is interesting. Oh yeah. At that point. So, cause like old TV would have been in mono and not stereo. Um, there, uh, 
they're doing like homages in the in the opening of it to uh like dick van dyke and i dream a genie and i love lucy and things of that nature you can you can tell that they're totally you know trying to be like those shows or, or like you said honeymooners and stuff like that all your your 50s it's, it's very very 50s like and uh I read that they actually shot the show using um, lenses on their cameras that were from the 1950s. Oh wow! So they could get the look of uh, of the old sitcoms, and they 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 did that except for the few times where they strayed from it for for uh, nefarious purposes, I guess, um, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, and and they they used a lot of what looks like practical effects, like it looked like the like things floating on wires and things of that nature as opposed to, you know, CGI effects and a lot of things, with the exception of probably some CGI on Vision's face because a little-known fact is his face is painted a little bit, but a lot of uh, Paul Bettany's face is um, actually later rendered in CGI Mm. when he's Vision, Mm. which is interesting. I did not know that until recently. Um, so, uh, we've got, um, we've got, uh, the, where it opens, basically what I was saying, you know, okay, we got, we got this thing where they, they, they have like a, what it's set up like a regular, you know, sitcom. You've got like a situation where they notice a, uh, a special date on the calendar and neither one of them knows what the hell it's for. <laughs> because there's there's a heart on the calendar on August 23rd, which I'm not sure if that date means anything, but it might. Um, like set up, you know, an old TV show, like you know. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So there's a they they notice this heart on their calendar, and you know it's the the classic sitcom setup where they don't know what the date is for neither one of them do. Even though, even though, uh, even though Vision is like a, uh, you know, an android that doesn't forget anything, he even says so. So, yeah. But, but anyways, um, it turns out that, uh, we find out later that, um, it, it's, it's a setup for a dinner date with Mr. Hart, who is, uh, Vision's boss at his, at his job where he's like, uh, like, where he, where he computes things into like a like something you know I mean I don't know and he doesn't know what it is it's like I don't know if that's like a something that's gonna serve a bigger purpose of the show or not you know right but uh the um another thing is the the opening credits I was looking up are um were written for, for for this the the music at the opening for this end of the second episode were written um, behind the husband and wife team that wrote a lot of the music for uh, the movie Coco, the uh, and the Broadway shows Avenue Q and the Book of Mormon. Oh, so yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, so so anyways, they, they set up this madcap, you know, thing. We we encounter Catherine Hahn playing um the next door neighbor named Agnes. Hmm. Which some people online and I might agree with this are uh 
speculating she might be Agnes might be cause, uh, might be short for Agatha Harkness. You take the beginning of that and the end of that, and you get Agnes. Right. Yeah, so, uh, which is a character in the uh, Marvel Comics who was a witch at the Salem Witch Trials who was immortal. <laughs> so, um, she, uh, <clears throat> she was able to, uh, you know, she, she, in, in the comic books, she becomes both a friend and an enemy of Wanda. So that, you know, plays into this character. Mm. In the comic book, she's like, you know, an an old lady, old wrinkly lady, though. Not a, not a uh, middle-aged woman, you know, so. Right. But she's a witch, so she might be able to change her appearance. That's true. You know, for a little bit at least. Because, you know, you only see her a few times. She might look like her normal self for most of the day, and then she pops out and, you know. Or like it is on 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 most uh, adaptations of uh, Marvel and in DC as well, where they you know mm-hmm. they make their own versions for the television or movies. So, right, yeah, yeah I mean it's like a lo- their own little spin on things. So, yeah, she could be younger in this. Who knows? You know. Um. So, uh, and and I, and I thought Catherine Hahn was brilliant in this. Mm-hmm. She she was funny, and uh, they they uh, her and. Uh, her and Wanda have kind of a Lucy and Ethel sort of vibe to them, mm-hmm. you know, like from uh, from uh, you know I Love Lucy, <laughs> like the you know that's what I I kind of I kind of felt from that. So yeah. uh, we have uh, eventually after uh, there's a misunderstanding. I mean, I know I'm kind of going through the episode, but uh, even though I said I wasn't, but it's kind of to explain <laughs> things that make sense. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, there, there was a misunderstanding. Um, basically, Wanda thinks it's their anniversary, and Vision thinks, and Vision knows it's a, it's a dinner date for the for Mister and Missus Hart, his boss and his boss's wife, played by Fred Melamud, who is my Facebook friend as well. Anyways, and <laughs> um, Deborah Jo Rupp, who people know from uh, that '70s show. Mm-hmm among a million other things and same thing with fred 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 melamud is uh he's he's in like everything i mean he <laughs> plays jonah's dad on superstore he uh yeah that's right yeah he's uh you know he's in like every sitcom or tv or, or movie that you you know out there um he's a great actor um so anyways love to get him on the show so if you're listening fred please uh Please yeah. message. Please message me. Um, I already sent you a message, man. Anyways, um, the uh, <laughs> don't don't be too pushy. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> Anyways, um, he uh, the so 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 they they have this dinner. Um, you know, Wanda misunderstands things and uh, thinks it's the thinks it's their. Uh, their anniversary, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> classic, you know, classic, you know, sitcom mix-up, you know, like because they're both talking to each other, like, "Oh, we're on the same page. That's great." And it's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, I love that, and um, it, it was cool too. The other, the other thing about this this episode and, and this one only was actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. 
Oh wow! Yeah, so they 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 shot it in Georgia, and they brought it in a live studio audience for these, and they had had it shot. You know, shot like the thing I love about it is is you've got all the uh, locked down shots of a three camera sitcom from that era for everything except for a certain shot, a, a certain scene coming up. Um, using those old lenses and everything, so it looks just like. Like, you could pop this in, you know, right next to I Love Lucy or Honeymooners, and you wouldn't know the difference. You'd think it was shot back then, you know? Right. Um, with the exception of the fact that there's a weird android in it and stuff. But, um, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But anyways, the, the hearts come over for, uh, for dinner, and uh, basically... Uh, Wanda's trying to cook cook dinner in the kitchen, you know, after all this misunderstanding because she thought it was the anniversary. She was wearing a negligee and stuff like that, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. she was, you know, probably hoping to get it on with uh, Vision and, um, <laughs> wasn't able to. Um, so, basically, at the dinner at one point, um, like I said, um, well, well, actually, before that, there's an interesting thing, too. There's a commercial at one point for a Toastmate 2000 <laughs> from Stark Industries. Yeah. And there's a red light blinking and beeping. And it's very reminiscent of the Stark bomb that destroyed Stokovia and killed um, Wanda and Pietro, her brother's uh, parents. That they sat there and it beeped and everything before it happened and it was a Stark industry bomb. So, and and you get a red, red blinking light, the first use of color in the episode. Which was interesting, you know, in that episode. So, so, so there's got to be yeah. more. There's got to be more to that. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's symbolic. And plus, too, didn't it make the sound that sounded like the Iron Man suit? Yeah, um, yeah, it did. So yeah, and it's got that beeping like a bomb. So right, yeah, like a, like this is like kind of like the first indication that like this is not reality just something else going on type of thing because like yeah. it's <clears throat> what i love about like how like how these two episodes have been like so cultivated in such a way where it's it's just enough like a jarring like few seconds that like takes you away from like what you're watching to like let you know like something's really amiss here like this is not like what we're watching is not really what's going on like there's something else happening because like it will just like <clears throat> like it would only be like 15 seconds or maybe 30 seconds at most where all of a sudden like people would just sort of break character and they'll just like stare at each other for no particular reason yeah. and like like when the guy was choking for example mr mr hart yeah i was gonna get to that right now um oh, the, yeah, they, yeah 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 he, at, they, they end up having dinner they end up having breakfast for dinner because wanda's not able to <laughs> figure out how to make everything and she ended up uh turning the chicken into eggs 
And so she used those eggs and made French toast. Um, with strawberries and stuff like that. And at one point, Mr. Hart chokes on a strawberry. Um, I think there's a lot of symboli- symbolization here. Because, okay, there's the red color throughout. Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. is her name. Wanda. Right. And so Scarlet is red. Strawberries mm-hmm. are red. Um, hearts are red. Right. There's a lot of things, you know, throughout both episodes. Um, anyways... Uh, and that red blinking light. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, he's choking, and uh, Mrs. Hart says, stop it, stop it. And then she, and then that's when the, uh, the, the cameras decide to uh, change from their normal sitcom look to being more handheld. Mm-hmm. and more modern looking in the style, you know, even though it's still in black and white. But uh, he's he's choking, and he's and, uh, they're all st- standing there. Right before he starts choking, though, Wanda's staring at him, and they were asking, right before that, they were asking, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hart were asking, like, why, you know, where are you from? <clears throat> when did you get married? Why don't you have kids? Right. All this, thi- all these things that they couldn't answer, and then he starts choking. But right. Wanda was looking at him right before he started choking, so it's almost like she made him choke. Right. And uh, like fear of getting caught or yeah. whatever, because they don't know what's going. But not even, not even so much a fear of getting caught, because she doesn't even know what she's getting caught for. So there's like extra confusion. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. As far as we know, she doesn't know. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to say. Because I have some theories we can talk about later. Um, the, uh, but, but uh, anyways, she, she, she like commands Vision to save him. And then Vision uses his powers to save him by, um, you know, phasing inside of uh, Mr. Hart's throat and pulls out the strawberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But nobody really sees it, per se, you know, because it's under the table, so it doesn't really reveal his powers, per se, to uh, Mrs. Hart or anything. But she keeps saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. And it's like, is she she saying that to her husband, or is she saying that to Wanda? That's what I, you know. Right. And it was also, too, kind of like a glitch, because she was, like, laughing the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like, she was, like, thought that, like, her husband was like joking or pretending to choke or whatever, yeah. you know. And she's like, "Oh, like stop!" You know, usually too, like when, like during a show, like when you like realize the person is like not kidding around and like you you change like your tone. But she was like smiling like the whole time, and yeah, it, was it was just like really, really creepy, really awkward. <laughs> really yeah, creepy, really creepy, and awkward too. Yeah, and um, also too, it it kind of broke character because like this whole episode, like Wanda is like. She's like, you know, actually acting like someone from like those 1950s, you know, like sitcoms. And then finally, after like 30 seconds, she's like, Vision, help him. Like, really serious. Like, yeah. Like, they broke character, you know, like. Yeah, like, like she's, she's totally, you know, it, it's like her tone of voice changes and everything. And it's not mm-hmm. like, she's not talking like Lucille Ball anymore or anything. She's talking like, like, uh, like Wanda, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, after that happens, um, 
they they save them and uh, they end up going home. Um, I mean th- that that whole scene had like a very David Lynch kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a Twin Peaks, uh, Blue Velvet sort of you know interesting thing where it's like the 1950s idyllic America. But the way I felt is there's like some kind of something hidden in the underbelly of the world, which is like more reality. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's like, you know, when, when everybody talks about making America great again, that's the great they want, but it never really existed. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> except, ex- except for this, the, the, this reality is a little bit more, uh, diverse. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Than, 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 than like a real 1950s sitcom where you actually have right. like a, you know, people of color in the, <laughs> in the society. Right. Well, some of those shows they may have, but they were always like in a kind of like subservient role. Like, yeah. Like, but like, but like, man, something like that, which you know, that's nothing wrong with that type of job, but you know what I mean? Like, but like, Vision has a, has, has a, has a co worker um, named Norm who is um, played. Yeah, uh, he's played by Asif or Asif Ali, however you say that. I guess Asif, maybe? Yeah, Asif, A-S-I-F, A-L-I is his name. Anyways, um, yeah, which is, you know, Middle Eastern, I believe, you know, I'm not sure. It doesn't say here, you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. he's appeared in things like like The Mandalorian and other things as well. But he... uh, He he's like a person of color, you know. Obviously, that you know you wouldn't see in a in a '50s sitcom, <laughs> right? Um. So so it does it does have a little bit more variety than you know I Love Lucy or Dick Van Dyke, um, where the closest thing to diversity you have is a Jewish person. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there would be Jewish characters on those shows, but. That would be, you know, or they'd be Jewish actors and you'd never, but they'd be playing Christian characters. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so, uh, anyways, um, then towards the end of the episode, we have, um, we have the, like, a, a standard end of a sitcom, you know, look at the camera smiling at each other sort of thing where they have this little talk to each other after after the hearts leave and then um it zooms out and then you have the credits roll but then it zooms out of that tv into like quote-unquote reality and you've got a uh what looks like some kind of futuristic space station or something (laughs) where there's like Mm -hmm. a control panel and like a woman's hand and then on one of the things there, you see a, uh, you see a sword logo. Sword is a uh, is kind of like the space shield. You know, like shield, like the the organization within the with within the Marvel universe that we're well aware of from Agents of Shield <laughs> and you know Nick Fury and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> they uh, sword is kind of like the intergalactic version of that. So. Yeah, um, so that's interesting, and then we have these, uh, you know, female hands there, which I think 
is uh, going to be Darcy from the Thor movies. Mm. Kat Dennings' character. Because she's supposed to appear in future episodes. So that's why I think that. (laughs) 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 That's my only reason for thinking that. (laughs) But so, and, and then we have like a cool ending where it goes into like the, it goes into the TVs and stuff and you see like the, 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 you, you see like these things where it's like these pixelated things where it's like the, it's, it's the, the like three colors of the TV, the, the red and blue and yellow and stuff of TVs <clears throat> that create the colors of the old pixelation of old TVs. And, uh, yeah. and, th- and then it creates like these images, like a rose and some glasses, which I think is funny because that almost like implies that she's seen the world through rose colored glasses. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Do you want to take a break here, Matt? And then we'll talk about the second episode. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be let's do it. We'll be right back. It's the ninja from the Ask Angry Ninja Show saying, "Come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news, and we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So." Ask me a question, we'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Anger Ninja Show and enjoy the show. And we are back. Okay, so then they had another episode, Matt. Yes. And this one looks more like the 60s. And it has a it laugh, does. and it has a laugh track as opposed to a live studio audience. Right. Also, too, if you notice, because I watched it twice. Um, yeah. <clears throat> actually, um, if you notice in the first episode, <clears throat> the landscape is very barren. There's only a few houses in the neighborhood. And yeah. In the second episode, there's there's like sidewalks, so it's like almost like she's building the landscape in her mind or simulation or whatever is going on. Yeah. It's, it's more, more real, I guess is the word. Um, and it's a different house. Cause like in the first episode, it's like a one story house and now it's a two story house. Oh yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And, and it's more bare. It's like more realistic looking in a way, because that's how mm. sitcoms were like in the, in the fifties things seemed more bigger and, you know, more fake. Whereas yeah. they started to get a little bit more realistic in the 60s, totally still not as realistic as, like, <laughs> you know, if you're watching The Office or something. But you know what I mean? Um, or, you know, Community <clears throat> or Superstore or Modern Family or some well, some modern, you know, sitcoms or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which tend to be shot in one camera in the practical sets a lot of times too um so um they they have a uh they 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 start out where there's um there's a banging on the window that keeps waking up wanda and she's uh keeps turning the light on with her with her powers (laughs) and then that wakes up vision and 
he goes to look at the window, says he doesn't see anything except for her her rose garden, <laughs> which is another interesting. I think there's something with flowers. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So I don't know what yet, but <laughs> could just be the, you know, red aspect of roses. <clears throat> um, right, yeah, the color red again, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, they they figure out that they think it's just a branch that's hitting up against the window. At one at one point, you know, Wanda had gotten scared, and she they they're sleeping in two different beds, which was common on sitcoms in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, um, and I guess in some actual houses, husbands and wives do this in more like strict Christian families, mm. where I guess they like schedule. Because I was like looking into this, they'll they'll sleep in separate beds, sometimes separate rooms even, mm. and. Uh, they have like a scheduled time and sometimes even they have a third bed that is just for sex. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Yeah. A little bit no too um too official orchestrated like Yeah, it's like it's like the only, like I guess in some of these families like the only time they do have sex is when they want to procreate. Right. Yeah, it's so, one of those kind of Yeah. <clears throat> you know, na- nature tricked you into getting pleasure from this that you'll pre- procreate, but yeah, God, God forbid you actually enjoy the thing that nature used to trick you in order to do the thing that nature wants you to do. Yeah, it's like, isn't that one of the perks though? <laughs> like, like this is literally nature's way of tricking people or any any creature rather. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why it is. That's why I'm against like you know. Yeah, female genital mutilation and, and circumcision and stuff. Anyways, right. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's just the whole yeah. reason why nature does what it does is to trick you into, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways, um. This uh. This uh. They they she puts the beds together. Um. Like I said, um. A lot of sitcoms they were um you know, separated up until about the 60s is when when you started to see it. And actually, if my research is right, the first sitcom to ever have a couple sleep in the same bed together, do you want to guess what it was? Uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I Love Lucy? No, they still had two separate beds. They did? Yeah. Dick Van Dyke? No. No. They never showed that. I don't think they ever showed Brady them in Bunch? bed. Brady Bunch? No, actually it was the Munsters. Munster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Oh shit. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> so, um Yeah, they uh But anyways, the the show um they 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 put the beds together and then she like uses her magic to make it one bed and then they get under the covers and you're it's implied that they're getting it on you know yeah so um then we have like an opening credits animated kind of bewitchy sort of uh animated opening like uh 
you know, like the animated openings of Bewitched and I Dream a Genie and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in in the uh, in the opening, there were references to a lot of things in the grocery store scene, especially on the on the wall. There were like these posters for things because like there's a scene where Wanda's in a grocery store shopping in the animated part, and there's a carton of bova milk. <clears throat> bova is a human-like cow creature who was like a mid midwife that delivered Wanda and Pietro in the in, in one of the versions of their history in the comics. Right. And uh took care of them for a while too, like kind of raised them. <clears throat> that's so bizarre. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, none of that's in the Marvel universe like, or the movie MCU. Uh Yeah. That's <clears throat> so yeah. I mean, who knows if we'll, who knows if that'll lead to anything? It might just be like a an Easter egg, you know. Bo- bova. An Easter egg, yeah, yeah, Because is it yeah. isn't is bovine like a word for cow? Or yes, something like that. Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Bo- bovine is cow. So yeah, and his name is Bova. Yeah, his or her name is Bova. I don't. I didn't check to see if it was a male or a female in the comics. Okay. Um, well, I'm assuming if it's a cow, it's got to be female. But I, I don't. Oh know. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> the uh. Um, there was also a poster for Auntie A's kitty litter with a mm. with a black um, cat on it. Mm. Um, Agnes Harkness was called Auntie Agnes by uh, Wanda in the comics, mm. and uh, and she had a uh, a black cat pet. So. Right, yeah, of witch, witch yeah, and stuff like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Black cats are, yeah, good luck, you know, for for you them. Know, for witches, yeah, kind of like with Sabrina the Teenage Witch in Salem, her cat, um, right, <clears throat> from another comic and TV show. <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, and and then there was like something that said either Wonder Oats or Wonder Mints because the it was like kind of uh, blocked or whatever. But there's a character mm-hmm. named Wonder Man who uh at one time was part of a uh like part of the story with Wanda and, and Vision. And I think that in the comics Vision's personality was actually taken from Wonder Man or something. Oh wow. But you know, in, in the MCU it was from Ultron, so Right, yeah. <clears throat> or not from Ultron, it was I mean from uh it was during Ultron, but it was from uh from uh, Jarvis. Yeah, that's what it was, right? It yeah, was Jarvis. Yeah, because whatever. Yeah, yeah because uh, you know, and, and uh, same actor played Jarvis that plays Vision. So you know. yeah, Paul Bettany. That's yeah, pretty... yeah. Oh, I just thought of something too, really quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know about the, uh, what's that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you know, like the whole color red scheme, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Also, too, when Agnes came over in episode one about dinner, she brought lobsters. And that's also red. So yeah. Red-ish, you know, yeah. depending on well, when type. You, when you cook them, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And also, too, at one point, the lobster is actually stuck to the door. Yeah, so that could like be a door knocker. Of yeah. like, whatever reality is that she's trying to keep away is, like, knocking on the door, like, literally, like, Ooh. you know. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Yeah, so, we had another thing about yeah, Agnes. Okay. Agnes too is uh, she's wearing a brooch mm. in all, in all of her scenes, like uh, different parts of her clothing. And in the comics, Agatha always wears a brooch. Mm. So, so she's almost certainly going to be her. I it's mean, gotta like, be. But you know, who <laughs> knows? It, 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 a... it could be a red herring. Pun yeah, intended true, with the yeah. red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So, um, and plus, I mean, I've seen in, like, trailers for the show where there's at one point there's, like, a Halloween episode coming up, and she's <laughs> dressed up as a witch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> in the scenes. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's kind of like I – I don't know. I don't know if I want Catherine Hahn to be evil, but she's good at it, too, though, So because she, she was kind of evil on Parks and Recreation when she had a recurring role in there <clears throat> and stuff. So Yeah, that's right. She's also kind of um, she plays she plays like um, like wild characters really well. Like, yeah, she um, does. In, in Step Brothers, she played like the really weird, uh, you know, um, wife of um, Derek's not Derek, um, whatever his name is from. I forgot his name for Step Brothers, but <laughs> yeah, she was always having sex with. Uh, 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 Mike, why am I blanking on John C. Riley's character's name? I don't know their names. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen that movie in like five years, yeah, okay. at least. So, and um, she was also in uh, yeah. Transparent. You would play the rabbi in, in that show. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. And um, yeah, yeah. And, and an interesting thing too is her character's name is Agnes. Another another thing that I thought of because of the bewitched sort of uh, um, connections. Um, um, Samantha's mom on Bewitched was played by Agnes Moorhead, mm. the actress, and uh, she was a witch on the show. So, oh. yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like little um, mm-hmm. things that you know. I mean, I know some people like. I mean, I remember going to high school with these kind of people, where it's like, <laughs> why is everything going to have a secret meeting? Like, what, what, why, if, you know, if a person has a red car, why can't it just be a red car? It's like, well, could be, but also they could be a reason why they chose the color red as well. Like, and there's a lot of times when things are completely unintentional, but they do mean something later. You know, like they take on right. their meaning of their own. So... yeah. And I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes it's just the way it is. I mean, I'm looking at my book of symbolism right here that's on my table. So, um, right. I like to read that a lot. <laughs> so, um, maybe it's just me. Yeah. It makes watching movies really difficult sometimes because I know how they're going to end before the end Um, (laughs) but um, so uh, like I said anyways we've got like we've we've got those uh, those little easter eggs there's some some other easter eggs if I I didn't get them all but there's a there's a good article by uh, on the nerdist.com that breaks Uh down all of the easter eggs so I would recommend checking that out Oh, um, cool. From the two episodes, <clears throat> including all the ones in the in the credits of the second <laughs> episode, um, so I mean, it it seems like things are like ten years later, basically now too, because it's in the sixties. Yeah, but at the same time, it seems like it's the next day. Right. So, <clears throat> just kind of weird. Like um, the culture's changed somewhat, but not a lot. Like she's wearing pants now instead yeah. of a dress or, or a skirt or whatever. Like, 
kind of like you would find in the 60s, kind of like a, um, that style or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, even though the first episode was kind of Dick Van Dyke-ish, but Dick Van Dyke was on in the 50s and 60s. And in the, right. in the you know, Mary Tyler Moore's character started wearing pantsuits. Or not pantsuits, but mm-hmm. pants and a, and a blouse and stuff and towards the end of that series. You know, when it first started, I think she was wearing dresses and then it kind of became more uh, more like this. Um, so, uh, so right before the, um, before like events start happening, okay, um, Wanda's by herself and she hears, uh, <clears throat> that, that pounding sound that they were hearing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she mm-hmm. goes outside and she finds a toy helicopter in the bushes. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter is in color. It has the number 57 on it, which I don't know if that means anything. I think it could mean, like, something to do with one of the issues that Vision appeared in from what I was reading. I think he appeared in, like, episode, uh, issue 57 of one of the oh, okay. runs. But who knows for sure. Um, and, it, and, and the colors of it are kind of like Iron Man colors, but it's mostly red, but it's also got some yellow in it. Yeah. And um, it's... It's got the sword logo on it, again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, and, and it's really interesting because we have yet to see any children in this show at all. Right. Oh. And, and yeah, there's I, a and there's a toy helicopter there. So. Right. I, I didn't notice about that. That because uh, yeah, because Agnes keeps pressuring her about having children and why don't you have any kids? Yeah. And then there's always this creepy again, like where they kind of break. Where things kind of get weird for a second, like they all chant in unison for the children. Like, yeah, it weird, like you know. Yeah, because they because right after that, um, Agnes and Wanda walk to uh, this character uh, played by Emma Caulfield Ford, who people know from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played Anya in there. Um, I haven't seen her in a while, so it was kind of cool to see her in something. And uh, her name is Dottie on the show. She's kind of a like woman that runs the town sort of thing. She also has yeah. nice nice roses in her and you know, which they mention. Mm-hmm. They're divine, by the way, too. <laughs> that's what that's what's that's what Agnes calls them. Divine. Divine. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. um which I'm pointing out for a future thing I want to talk about. Anyways, mm-hmm. um so they uh they go to this uh, this meeting about the uh, about this talent show that's coming up. Because before that, I forgot to tell you that they were practicing earlier. Um, Vision and uh, Wanda, who were going by illusion and glamour, <laughs> and and there's also several times where Wanda's reading a glamour magazine too. So <laughs> just interesting. Um, there's a. They're going by glamour and illusion as their uh, as their magician names for the talent show that the town's going to be hosting soon for the children, and um, <laughs> the uh, which no children are present during the, the yeah, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, so uh, the um, the there's a, a cabinet of mysteries or something. Is that what it's called? That uh. That, that they're doing, like, a disappearing woman act, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, one of those, like, closet things or whatever. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like Job had in the first episode of Rest of Development. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. But, um, but <laughs> on the on the front of it is the uh, is the is the Mind Stone that uh, is a, is a picture of the Mind Stone that Vision has. So that's drawn on the front, oh, wow. which is interesting. Um, so they're uh, anyways they go to they go to Dottie's house, and there's this you know meeting of the of like all the women in town um, that are setting up the the thing, and there's like a you know people speaking, and uh, it's kind of got this like Stepford Wives David Lynch sort of feel again. Um, at the thing um, Wanda meets an African American woman who calls herself Geraldine she hesitates before she says her name like she's making it up if you notice Mm. I I noticed it on the second watch she kind of has this I'm Geraldine (laughs) the way she says it and uh, the thing we know about it is is that is um that is actress uh, Tayana Paris, who mm-hmm. um, we know, unfortunately, because we're not going to have the big reveal here, is uh, playing Monica Rambo, grown up. <clears throat> and Monica Rambo is the daughter of Maria Rambo, who we met in uh, Captain Marvel, the movie. Mm. When she was in the, in, the, in the 90s, she was a little girl. Mm. But now she's grown up, and that's the same <clears throat> character. Oh wow! So, and and in the comics, <clears throat> um, her her and her mother both were agents of sword. So, mm. and at one point, <laughs> and at one point, uh, Monica Rambo becomes cap becomes a uh, Miss Marvel or something too. Oh. So, uh, different things like that in the comic books. So, anyways, <clears throat> but anyways. Geraldine is not Geraldine, really. She's actually Monica Rambo. So, <laughs> ruining that for you, folks. But, <laughs> um, oh well. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, we kind of see it in the trailers and stuff too. So, um, at one at one point, when Dottie's talking, she says the devil is in the details, and Agnes says that's not the only place he is. <laughs> and yeah, um, kind of <laughs> kind of interesting with the whole red motif yeah. mm-hmm. the devil scarlet witch all that stuff right but um in the marvel yeah. comics there's a character named mephisto which is basically short for mistopheles mm. um and he's basically the devil of the marvel mm-hmm. universe Wow, so he's actually like a spiritual like Marvel actually has like stuff like that. Like, yeah, they have their own devil, like spiritual yeah. beings. Oh wow, mm-hmm. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, and um, I mean because they they, they I mean they also have you know, Norse gods too. So um, the <laughs> oh yeah, duh, of course, yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> they uh, yeah. So one of the theories I've read online and I thought about too is that this might be implying that saying that that's not the only place that the devil is mm-hmm. is that they're implying that maybe the bad may, maybe the big bad of this whole thing is going to be Mephisto mm-hmm. who actually plays a very strong 
part in um, the comic books with uh, Vision and uh, and Wanda. At one point, Wanda has two kids that were created from shards of Mephisto. <laughs> she has twins, and they're technically, in a way, fathered by Mephisto. So I think he's going to come into play. Like a, yeah. Like a Virgin Mary type thing in yeah. a sense. Mm-hmm. But like the reverse because he's like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's why I think there might be something with it. And it could be they might be throwing us for a misdirection. And I have a theory that Dottie is Mephisto. Dottie? <laughs> yeah. The woman who is running the meeting and stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I just have this feeling, and I could be completely wrong. I don't know, because I've only seen these two episodes. And I probably am wrong, but that's what's fun about speculation. Um, <laughs> the uh, reason I say that is because her rose garden was divine. <clears throat> right. Like, well, I just, like, yeah, like I, a god or an angel. Right, exactly. A divine. Also, too, I just look up, looked up the name Ralph, Old Norse, and it means council, wolf, or famous yeah. wolf. And, and so that could be interesting, like a wolf's and sheep's cloth, like, you know, like... And, and we never see Ralph, who is uh, no, no. Agnes's husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's Dottie short for? Is that, is that short for another name? I don't know. Dottie? Um, right. Usually, like, Dorothy. I think I'm gonna look it up really quick while you're talking to see if I can find something. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, yeah. after the meeting um, that they're having there, uh, um, uh, Wanda is like cleaning up with Dottie because she was chosen to clean up. <laughs> um and uh, right exactly. And and the, the radio show the, the radio's playing and at one point it starts playing help me Ra- help me Rhonda, which with the way that the radio's kind of cutting in and out it comes out help me Wanda, right, and um, <clears throat> and then it changes and you start hearing a voice on there saying who's doing this to you Wanda who's doing this to you, and right uh, yeah and I had the <laughs> I had the closed captioning on. Mm-hmm. It told me who the voice was. <laughs> oh, really? I had it on too, but I didn't. I didn't read that part. I, I guess I just yeah. read the the text. It's uh, uh it's it's Jim, it it's told- Jimmy Woo. Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Who is played by Randall Park in the Ant Man movies, or in the <clears throat> second Ant Man movie? Oh. He's the he's <clears throat> the FBI agent that uh, that 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 watches over Scott Lang. Oh wow! And in the comics, he later becomes an agent of sword. That's stupid. They shouldn't have. I know. Done that. I mean, after it's revealed, they so, should have. They but could but do that, but the but... thing is, it's probably not like a big deal because we he was already announced to be in the show, so it's like. Oh okay. All so, right. Well. So yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, because I knew Randall Park was going to be in the show. So. Uh, by the way, just really quick, I looked yeah. up the meaning of the word Dottie. Yeah, and it means the gift of God. So that's interesting. So maybe um, maybe she's God, because it says divine. You know, the roses are divine. Yeah, her name means the gift of God. At one point, she cuts herself. 
that's, that's the other thing. You see red blood this time when she cuts herself. Um, she she could either be God or the devil too, because I mean, technically right. the devil was a gift from God. Right. Cause, yeah, because divine divinity doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. Yeah. It just means you're 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 the type of yeah. being you are. You know, like see, a spiritual I, being or whatever. Either way, <laughs> I think there's something more to Dottie. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, but didn't she seem afraid of Wanda for a second, though? Yeah. That's interesting. Like, what, like, it seems well, like they know something about her that she doesn't know about herself. And like, see, see, and that's the thing. Okay, so, like, one of the major um, powers that, in the comics, in, like, the X-Men comics, because Scarlet Witch was, was created as a villain, originally. So, mm-hmm. but we were introduced to her as a, as a hero in this, in this uh, universe. But she she was she had the ability to change the universe. Oh wow! Around her and everything, and and basically almost create like a false universe for everybody around them. She and she could change it back if she wanted. And at one point, there was a uh, story which this is influenced by a lot called the House of M, which is another thing from the first episode. The wine is basically the 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 wine they're drinking translates to the House of Mystery. Oh wow! Um, <clears throat> the uh, there in, in in that I I believe she she creates a world where her uh, her family basically rules the world and they're uh, and they're not bad they're like good people. <laughs> and uh, in the in that in that timeline, um, Magneto is her father. So, oh wow! Because in in, in certain in certain uh, <laughs> depends on which or, which origin you go from. <laughs> But in, in most of the origins right, yeah. up until like two thousand until the two thousands or something, she was uh, she she was Magneto's daughter, and and uh, and Quicksilver was was his son. So, um, which in the X Men movies, Quicksilver is his son. It's interesting because both there's a Quicksilver in the MCU and there's a Quicksilver in the uh, in the Fox uh, X Men movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because dude, yeah, in those movies, he's you know different actor, different personality, everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, different country, Peter. Yeah, he's right. like Peter instead of Pietro. But because <clears throat> because in some in some continuities they're 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 uh, they're mutants, and in other continuities they're not. So it just depends mm. on what we go with. So, anyways, back on back on track here. Um, <laughs> there's a. Uh, during that scene, you know, when that comes on the radio, Dottie breaks the glass that's in her hand, and we see this red blood, and it's actually red, you know, so <laughs> so it's interesting there. So, uh, anyways, um, it's a possible Scarlet Witch reference. Um, I don't know, but then, then we have, um, there's a scene where, uh, Vision goes to a block watch meeting at a library where all the guys are there. Yeah. And uh turns out it's just basically a group where they talk about gossip. Yeah. At first Vision, at <coughs> first bad. yeah, at first Vision's more concerned about uh about the actual um workings of the of the city and stuff like that. Um so and at one point, his gossip that he comes up with is he calls Norm a communist. 
Which is interesting because of the red scare. Right. <laughs> and was that a joke or was he actually really a communist? Like, cause he's who, all analytical. Who knows? He could yeah. be. But <laughs> e- either way, I just think it's interesting with the red aspect of that. And then he's offered. The red. And then he's offered a stick oh. of big red. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then that gums up his works, literally. Yeah. And you, um, you see a cool animated, like old school uh, 60s uh, animated uh, thing where it's the gears inside of him get gummed up. And then which he ba- makes him like drunk, essentially. Like, <clears throat> and then, right. and then okay. after that, we see, we see an ad for uh, Strucker Watch. Baron von Strucker was the uh, guy who created... Mm-hmm. Uh, who created Wanda and her brother in the in the MCU? He basically gave them oh, their, gave wow. them their powers. <clears throat> that is really and, and like time and stuff like that. That's so interesting. Cause yeah, like, Cause, yeah. Cause, cause the 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 tagline of it is is he'll make time for you. Damn, there's so much. Also, too, really quick. I don't want to get yeah, you go off ahead. track too much. No, go ahead. But in the first episode, right with the toaster, mm-hmm. with the ad, it said like it was a really om- ominous ad where it's like, "Forget your past. This is your future." It's like, whoa, like yeah, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's all about time and playing with time and stuff too, which is interesting with the with that. And um, there, there is a. Um. Yeah, like I said, in, in in the end on the watch, it also says Hydra on the watch. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. So it's made by it's made by it's a Strucker watch made by Hydra. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um. We go to the to the magic show after that, or not the magic? I mean the talent show. Mm-hmm. Where uh. Where there's gonna be a magic thing um. So, anyways, uh, just a little behind-the-scenes thing that I, I found out about this. That was shot at Universal Studios in Hollywood during mm. COVID. Oh, wow. Because it was one of the later things shot of the miniseries. Um, they had shot most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff in Georgia, but then had to shut mm-hmm. down because of COVID. And then when they were able to come back, they, they shot a lot, most of the rest of it in California. And uh, they shot this scene in on Blondie Street in at Universal Studios, which is like a which is like a uh, you know back backlots set that's used in a lot of uh, TV and movies, and it was used in a lot of old TV shows like uh, Andy Griffith and Dennis right. the Menace and Dick Van Dyke and all these different things back in the day. <laughs> um, so it's interesting there, and uh, if you notice. All the people that are sitting out on the watching this, there's not really a lot of people, and they're sitting far apart from each other, which adds to the eeriness of the thing. But I think it was done for practical reasons because of COVID. Yeah. So they weren't the you know so they were kind of like not sitting next to each other. <laughs> and um, so it's interesting when you see these things that are shot during COVID and how they deal with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is probably one of the. I mean, besides like you know some of the stuff that's currently on like Superstore and stuff like that that I've seen that was actually shot during COVID and where it's kind of cool to see how they do it. <laughs> um, mm. 
and there's things that you probably wouldn't notice unless you knew that ahead of time, you know? Um, they, uh, anyways, they get to the, um, they get to the, uh, the magic part of the show. Vision is there and he's basically, basically drunk on gum. <laughs> um, somehow. <laughs> um, there, there's a, there's another interesting thing too, like in the square, I, I saw, I heard somebody point this out on, on a different podcast. There's a, uh, department store behind them that says Wentworth. And I guess in the comics, there's this organization called, called AIM that somebody named Wentworth has something to do with. And there's one of their, one of their, one of the goals that they have is like some kind of female domination. Oh, wow. We don't know Dottie's last name. Maybe she's associated. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. This is just speculation. Um, so there's a, they start doing the magic show and vision starts using his like real powers during it. <laughs> and, um, at one point they're like, uh, they make it so there's like, she, uh, Wanda makes strings appear and stuff, so you know you know why he's floating and doing other things, right. and uh, then has like a cardboard piano and all these different things, and has mirrors back there. My favorite line in the thing is is like, "Is that how mirrors work?" Right. <laughs> one, of the, one of the one of the one of the spectators says it was just it was pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, so uh, they end up uh, winning the comedy performance of the year. And, uh, from Dottie. And so basically they thought they disappointed her, but they didn't. She actually loved the show. So <laughs> they go, uh, they go back home. And we find out that Wanda is pregnant. <laughs> and, uh, there's a, they hear a noise outside again. They go outside and there's a guy wearing a beekeeper's uniform with a sword logo mm-hmm. on the back of it that comes out of a manhole. With a he, bunch of bees flying around. <laughs> he comes out of the manhole or whatever. The, yeah. He's like crawling out so creepy. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, go ahead, sir. You know what I was going <laughs> to say? He's wearing like a beekeeper's uniform. And that's another thing too. Like the, the uniforms that the people in AIM wear are, are uh, called beekeepers uniforms <clears throat> wow yeah so there's a lot going and on I, here i just looked it up too because he was sworn by bees yeah and i looked up beelzebub and it means literally lord of the flyers or lord of the flies yeah so it's you know he's like the king of demons so that's interesting um and there's there's also <clears throat> there's also a character in the comic books named swarm Mm. Who oh. is who is literally made up of a bunch of bees, and he was a Nazi scientist. Oh wow! <laughs> so that could be him, or it could yeah. be the whole devil thing too. Like, yeah, yeah. Or no one could be mm-hmm. someone else too. <laughs> so, anyways, after that happens, Wanda sees this and looks scared, and she says no, and then things rewind. <clears throat> so Wanda has the ability to rewind things. Mm. And then it goes back to the moment where she finds out she's pregnant and they're celebrating. And she says to Vision at one point, is this true? And then he says, 
yes. And then things start to become Technicolor. Yeah. So we're moving into like the 70s or something, I guess. Right, yeah, which would be interesting. What show they might try to like mimic, like maybe um, Three's Company or something. Yeah, or like... one of those or <coughs> Happy Days or something or, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever <laughs> is around then. Um, we'll have to see next week. Um, do you want to take a break here, Happy... really quick, Matt? Or did you have something to say, really quick? Yeah. No, well, yeah. I'll, I, I can. I can um, say it when we after the break. Uh, okay. Cool. We'll, we'll do that. We're going to take a quick break here, um, and then we'll talk about some speculation about next week or something. And we'll cool. be right back. Hello, I'm Tom, and I'm Brian, hosts of Be Hero Fights, home of the greatest debates of our time we tackle the tough topics such as fortnite versus call of duty mcdonald's versus burger king john wick versus wait is is that really fair nevertheless join us weekly on spotify apple google and pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts and hear the madness ensue and as always fight on And we are back. Back. Um, so yeah, um, what what uh what kind of speculation or questions or something did you have here, Matt? Before we wrap things up. Well, just uh, really quick about um, do you know how many total episodes are supposed to be in the show? Like eight or something? Or I, I believe nine. Nine. So if they're going a decade each time, they might have to eventually not do a full decade after a while because yeah, so th- next week might be the seventies, then eighties, then nineties. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I don't I don't think they're gonna and, and they might eventually go out of the sitcom Okay thing, yeah. I'm I'm thinking, because I'm not really sure how it's gonna go, and that's what I kinda like about this is cause you just don't know where it's going. Yeah, exactly. The, the last time I really felt like this about a show is maybe lost, which then lost me. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah kind of got a lost feel or maybe i don't know there, there are certain other shows too where i have like speculation like when i watch like uh you know like the flash or something like that mm-hmm. where I'll, I'll be looking at comic books and i start to speculate on things and think about what's going to happen next um so uh yeah um where do you think this is going like what do you think the big uh end game might be here not no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about this that it could either be a simulation that someone is putting her through, because like that voice saying "Who's doing this to you, Wanda?" Um, <clears throat> or it could just be all in her mind. Like it could—I mean, it could be a lot of stuff. This could be her processing her grief, perhaps about <clears throat> what happened to Vision. That could, this could just be like a really long yeah. dream to process her feelings. Or it could be all in her mind, but at the same time, since she does have the ability to make reality what she will, maybe she's doing an experiment to essentially try to create like her own world, essentially where where um, you know Vision is still alive, and and you know one of the videos I saw basically said you know her being from Sokovia and stuff, you know a lot of those countries, you know those those poor countries, they kind of you know they. They have American television, but it's usually the older shows for whatever yeah. reason. So she could have grown up just watching 
these shows for comfort because yeah. the country was in a civil war all the time. Maybe that's where so she learned be, learned how to speak English and stuff like that, maybe from these shows. I was thinking the same thing. Right, so like, you know, her her kind of doing this thing could be like a, a sort of comforting thing for her. Like she, this is what she thought America was, kind of just growing up watching these shows, you know, that sort of ideal, you know, because the town is called Westview, you know, so it's like, could yeah. be her real world view of what the Western world is like. That makes that's sense. What it was yeah, portrayed as you know during those, and of course those just those TV shows are such a highly idealized, you know, the whole "Make America Great" stuff. That's kind of what they they want to return to, even though they don't act anything like these people. Even, even though I mean that, 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 that's where I get the whole like David Lynch sort of thing, where it's like this never really existed, but you know right. it's like the idyllic like. You, you get the idea like small town, but there's something going on underneath that we're not really sure what it is, and we don't know who's doing what and everything. And my thing is, is we don't even know who the bad guys are or the good guys, you know, yet, you know, right? Is like, is, is, sword. Is, is sword good or bad? Is sword, um, you know, trying to help her? Is sword her enemy? Is she bad? That's the other thing too. the the other The other idea that I I possibly had in my head is maybe. Maybe the actual villain of the show is Wanda. Oh wow! Because <clears throat> I, I, I've got a feeling that maybe you know the grief she had over, uh, <clears throat> over Vision dying. She basically maybe she's keeping these people in this town captive or something. You know, <laughs> maybe, <clears throat> maybe. Well, you know, there was a there was an old um, episode of the. Tw- well, I don't know if it was an episode. It was in the. The Twilight Zone movie that came out in the eighties. Yeah, and okay, so like for like the first half of that episode, you're kind of led to believe that like this kid's parents are just like terrible to him. Like they lock him in his room and stuff, and they like don't let him like play with toys or do anything like that. But then like later on, you know, you realize that like like he's like extremely powerful and can like pretty much just like kill people at will if he like with his mind or whatever yeah and like they're like giving them whatever he wants for like his birthday dinner and it's like usually really weird shit like hamburgers with like peanut butter on it and like they don't even like question it they're like just like, give him what he wants like you know like type yeah of thing. so like because like the whole thing too like where like dotty generally seemed like afraid of wanda for like a quick moment mm. but yeah like, before that he was acting like the queen bee of the town, like yeah, you know, like you bee, have all my orders. You know? Yeah, exactly. The queen bee, and then like <laughs> you know, all of a sudden she's like, I think she says like, "Who are you?" or something like yeah, that. Um, like really scared, kind of like. So, but that could go again, like more ways than one too. That could be Wanda is the villain, or it could also be like they're afraid that she's going to remember who she is and that she's the one being trapped in here. Yeah, and then once he knows who she is, she might be able to find a way out. So there's so many possibilities, you know. Because it, it's like it's it, it's like I don't know because it's hard to tell if the people in the town are for or against whatever's going on, mm-hmm. and if they're real or not too. You know what I mean? I know for a fact Monica Rambo is real. Yeah. So my thing is, is like, is she supposed to be there or? Did she infiltrate Wanda's vision, pun intended? Or, um, you know? 
are there to help her, yeah. or at least watch for her to make sure <clears> she's <throat> safe. Yeah. Um, it can be so many things. Plus, too, like I was just thinking for a second, um, <clears throat> with the whole um, For the Children thing, when they like chant it in unison, which is really creepy. And, um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> like in the comics, of course, Agatha wants her to have children. And at one point, at least in one of the stories, I don't know which one, she actually erases Wanda's memory of ever having children and then just uses those children for her own agenda, essentially. So, yeah. it could be a weird way of tricking Wanda into, like, producing a child by herself with her own magical powers. And, like, the only way to really do that is to, like, just do this weird mindscape thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. We, we've only seen two episodes, so we don't know. And, and, like, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, like I said, you don't know who the villain is. It could be, it could be Agnes. It could be Wanda. It could be Dottie. It could be Sword. It could be, you know, Vision, for all we know. Vision. You it could know? be Vision. He could yeah. be, like, a, a, a alternate timeline version of Vision who's not yeah, and, great, you know? I, I mean, in <laughs> one of the next big movies that's going to be coming out from, from Marvel is uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So... So this kind of leads and, right and, into and, and, and supposedly Wanda's supposed to be in that movie. So right. who knows where that's going to lead to, you know? We'll have to mm-hmm. see when that, when that comes out. Um... Anything else before we wrap things up here, Matt? Uh, no, I think that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, if please, uh, you know, like message us uh, on our social meds um, and let us know if you what what you think is going to happen in the show. Um, you know, we'll talk about it in the next episode. What you guys had to say, if anybody does say anything to us, um, comment <laughs> on a, on the video that we have on YouTube if you want, or on our Facebook page, uh, and just let us know um, because. I'm kind of interested what other people think's going on in this uh, crazy thing. I know a lot of people online were saying that they found this very boring, but I found it very intriguing. Mm. And the problem is, is most people just want, like, action. They don't really give a shit about the story. Right. And that's the problem. People are like, oh, it wasn't even funny. And I'm like, it wasn't, like, of course it's not going to be, like, you know, funny in terms of, like, what you're used to on, you know, modern sitcoms (laughs) or something, but it's still funny, you know. And, yeah, I mean, I mean and, and, it's a Marvel thing. It's not going to be like Friends or, you know. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and and plus, you know, it, it did mimic, though, the, the humor of the 50s and 60s really well, mm-hmm. like I said. And uh, I think the, the comic timing of Paul Bettany and um, Elizabeth Olsen is just brilliant. Um, yeah. And, I mean, Elizabeth, you know, has family members that were on a sitcom, so makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, her sisters were on Full House, so... Um, Right, and then and then later on, we got Kat Dennings joining the show, and she was on Two Broke Girls, you know, the greatest sitcom of all time. And um, <laughs> sorry, I, I knew you were being sarcastic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That show, it's like you know, I like pretty much all the actors on that. show. I know, it's but just, it's like the show is just so bad. Um, it's so over the top and bad. And then, but yeah. it, and then you have Randall Park coming in who was on fresh off the boat, you know? So it's like, you've got, you know, good comedy chops in the show too. And then of course, you know, Catherine yeah. Hahn, who's been on a lot of sitcoms and stuff. So it, it's pretty cool, um, to see where this is going. Um, right. But anyways, well, like I said, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I'm just saying, like, too, like, the whole thing, like, <clears throat> there was a scene in there that kind of reminded me of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's probably not intentional. But, like, 
<laughs> where Vision is like, what do we do here exactly? And they're like, like we're, we're a computer thing. It's like, yeah, but do we like build anything? Like, do we actually, and they're like, no. And like, that reminds me of an episode where like Charlie was like working at Frank's old like business. And he's like, like, what do we actually produce here? He's like, we produce wealth. And it's like, yeah, but like, what do we build like mm-hmm. in order to it, produce the wealth? <laughs> like, there, there might be a reason behind that too, though, because Matt Shackman, who who directed all of these episodes, also directed forty three episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh wow! Well, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I was just thinking yeah. of that that could be yeah. then a real thing. Then, <laughs> wow! Yeah, because yeah, that 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 conversation was just really reminiscent of that, where he's like, "Well, like, what are we computing exactly? Like, what are we?" Like? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it. it I knew it did seem kind of familiar from something, but then you brought that up, and then I, I totally forgot to mention that, that he's he's directed that. He directed uh, an episode or two or maybe more of Game of Thrones, of all things. So uh, he was actually suggested for f- from the sunny people to uh, Game of Thrones to direct, and then he directed, I guess, some really action-packed episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. So, Oh, wow. Or at least one. I don't know how many he directed, but... <laughs> but yeah, he's... He's, uh... <clears throat> He's directed a lot of stuff. Um, we can talk more about it in future episodes here. But uh, we're running kind of late here, so um, <coughs> wrap things up here. Um, make sure you uh, you know follow us everywhere that you can follow us, people. You know, stalk us, whatever. I mean, wait, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> make, make sure you're uh, out there being safe in society during the pandemic. Um, wear a mask, wear a condom. Um Oh god, this thing again. Oh wait. <laughs> you don't need to wear a condom when you're just like walking around. It's not, you know. But I've been doing that all week, Matt. <laughs> That's gonna feel weird. <laughs> just it, walk it, it, it it does, but you know. You gotta protect yourself. Yeah. I don't want the COVID coming in, man. I mean, come on. Oh, are you just walking around naked or something? Like, no, don't have any pants or... Oh, wait. The pants will stop it. Damn it. See? There you go. And you got underwear, too. You got two layers of clothing right there, so... I didn't uh, think about that, Matt. Thanks. Yeah. Well, who knows? These days, you, you got to talk to people like science is like kindergarten. I know. You know, so I guess I guess you know we might have to tell people, you know, yeah, wearing clothing can actually help, you know, <laughs> with like bearing the the weather and the elements, you know. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody ever thought I mean, it was no th- thought it was oppression when you suggested that you wear a wear suntan lotion or something. You know what I mean? Or me, sunblock? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the fuck. We like science. We we believe magic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. but but anyways yeah follow us on the social medias um check out um our other episodes if you liked our little banter here if this is the first time you're joining us um check out our patreon um all that good stuff um and like i said please uh send us comments and reviews and things of that nature because i really just want to hear from our audience and find out what what you guys think of us um you know if you hate us let us know i don't care um i mean i'll probably care I mean, <laughs> I'll probably cry, but uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> like, but, you know, in, in, on the inside. Plus, yeah, if you like the banter, the the banter is a plenty with us. So, yes, um, you'll probably get about fifty percent banter in every episode, to be honest. But, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, 
And like I said, be safe. You know, be kind. Rewind, <laughs> like Wanda. And um, yeah. <laughs> and wear a condom. <laughs> wear a condom. <laughs> bye bye. Well, bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.